Today on CityCast Chicago, Abraham Bolden made history in 1961 as the first black Secret Service agent to serve on a presidential detail. He was tapped by President Kennedy himself. Bolden immediately faced racism and saw that other officers protecting the president didn't really like Kennedy's stance on integration. So Bolden spoke up. What happened next led to a 50-year fight for justice. And Bolden finally got some last year. It's Wednesday, February 1st. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Abraham Bowden was working for the Illinois State Police when he first met John F. Kennedy. When the plane landed in Peoria, this Senator Kennedy, he was sitting on the back of a Lincoln automobile. And it turned left right in front of me. And I was speaking Spain in that brown uniform and that smoky the bear hat. I mean, I shined my shoes all night. Oh, you was good and fly, weren't you, sir? Oh, man, I was ready. <laughs> I had the Sam, Sam Brown belt. You could see your face. And so when he turned left in front of me, I got a good look at him and I waved and he waved at me. Now, in the meantime, Fred Baxter, who was a Secret Service agent, asked uh, Mr. Baxter, I said, do they have any Negro Secret Service agents? And Mr. Baxter said, I don't think so, but why don't you give it a try? And on October the 30th of 1960, I was sworn in as an agent of the United States Secret Service. Damn. As fate would have it, President Kennedy won the election. Chicago put him over. Mm. He won Cook County by 8,000 votes. So he was coming to Chicago in order to thank Mayor Daly. They were having dinner at McCormick Place. Now, by me being one of the newer agents stationed in Chicago, they moved my position from the banquet hall where the president was going to speak. And they put me two floors down going to the washroom with a Chicago policeman in my place in the banquet hall. So it was an effort to deny me the status of being a Secret Service agent. It was sheer racism. But at 8.30 p.m. that night on April 28, 1961, the limo pulled up bearing the President of the United States. First thing he wanted to do was use the washroom. When he came down the steps, he stopped right in front of me. And he smiled, he said, are you a Secret Service agent or one of you Mayor Daly's finest? I'm a Secret Service agent, Mr. President. And the President asked me a question. He said, has there ever been a Negro protecting a president on the White House detail in Washington, D.C.? I said, not to my knowledge, Mr. President. He smiled. He said, would you like to be the first? Mm. I said, yes, sir, Mr. President. 
I'll be looking forward to seeing you on the White House details soon. And on June the 6th, 1961, I made that long walk between those two White House doors and walked into history. Man. Now, if the story ended there, everything would be fine. When I think to like movies and TV, when they portray Secret Service agents, especially in the White House, they make them seem like the best of the best, the most professional, the, you know, the most about that action, willing to kind of lay their lives down. What was your impression of the White House detail when you got there? And that's what I thought, too. Mm-hmm. I had that impression. I had studied. I had read about the Secret Service. And I knew that they just were... One undercut under the FBI. It was my intention to go through the Secret Service into the FBI, into diplomatic service. That's what I was thinking. But when I arrived in Washington, D.C., it was like going from heaven to hell. I found so many segregationists. I found agents who disliked President Kennedy because of his stand on integration. These were men who were guarding the president's life, you're saying? Yes. Yes. Men who were guarding the president's life. Many of them did not like the president. The detail I found was very racist. They did things like do pictures, left them on my desk where I could see them, of black people with beady hair, thick lips, things like that. I heard an agent say that if an assassination attempt were made against President Kennedy, that he wouldn't react. And other agents chimed in. When that agent said that, I knew that somebody had to take some action because we were getting threats from all over against President Kennedy. The 60s, it was rough. Racism was at its height. Black people were being lynched throughout the South. We had just left the Emmett Till murder. I had my supervising age, saw me witness me talking with President Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy. He saw the President Kennedy introducing me to his father, his mother, and all the little children who were around us shook hands with Edward Kennedy. President Kennedy treated me royally while I was in Hinesville. But this agent who was from Mississippi, he said boldly, he said, I'm going to tell you something. Don't you ever forget. He says, you're a nigger. You were born a nigger. You're going to die a nigger. You'll never be anything else but a nigger. So act like one. That was his retort to my conversation that he saw 
the president introducing me to his entire family. And I knew right then when they said that they would not react if an attempt were made on the president's life, somebody had to take some action. president was assassinated in 1963 and before the year is even over by December you are being caught up in a scandal what happened in those months from you having conversations with the president to his tragic death to your life being kind of just thrown up and turned upside down well when that bullet struck Kennedy in the head in Dallas, Texas, I had to be transferred back to Chicago and to leave the detail because of the racism, because of the drinking, because of the lack of respect for President Kennedy, whom many agents referred to as the nigger love. So I knew that my days were numbered. Abraham Bolden's days as a Secret Service agent were numbered. He told his supervisors what he heard other agents say about President Kennedy. After that, Bolden says he was framed and in 1964 was arrested and indicted for soliciting a bribe, conspiracy and obstruction of justice. They alleged he tried to sell a Secret Service file. A jury convicted Bolden and he was sentenced to five years and served 39 months. He then became pretty anonymous and resumed life on Chicago's South Side until April 2022. President Biden granting the first pardons of his presidency. He's pardoning three people, including a former Secret Service agent. Back in 1964, that agent was accused of trying to sell a copy of a Secret Service file and served several years in federal custody. Well, after fighting to clear your name, can you tell me how did that feel for you? Did you did you feel like you were, you know, everything was worth it? Or or did you also feel like you just lost a lot of time? No, I didn't lose any time. People say, well, they spoil your life. But this was my life. And I'm happy about the way it ended. But I would do it again. Because sacrifice is a necessary it's necessary if you want to sustain the truth. And I'm not through yet. I'm not through yet. I got 10 or 20 more years left. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is, this is just a quarter. Isn't it? The ref's mm -hmm. going to throw the ball up and I'm going to try to make a basket again. That was Abraham Bolden, the first black Secret Service agent in the White House. We talked to Bolden shortly after President Biden pardoned him last year. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox officially dropped the four sex abuse charges against R. Kelly. Kelly is serving a 30-year sentence after being convicted in New York of sex trafficking and awaits sentencing in a separate federal trial. Chicagoans, you can call 211 for social services, including housing, food, and employment resources. You can still dial 911 for emergencies, and 311 is for non-emergencies like potholes and rats. 
There are a couple mayoral forms coming up, including 6.30 tonight at Venue 610 in The Loop and tomorrow at 2 p.m. at Malcolm X College on the near west side. And some good news to get you through. Fika Fest is this weekend in Andersonville. It'll include a coffee and hot cocoa crawl 10 a.m. on Saturday and a puzzle exchange 10 a.m. on Sunday. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Please vote us as the best podcast and best newsletter as part of the Chicago Reader's Best of 2022 list. If you've already done that and you already subscribe to the daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm, we call you a super fan. Last thing for you to do is leave a five-star rating and review. Now, if you've done that, now you really a super, super, super fan. And, uh, you know, just keep spreading the CityCast gospel. That's all I can ask. Hey, you have done your part. Thank you. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Nope, 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 nope.